Welcome to today's edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In addition to feature reports, I'll bring you a look at regional and national agricultural news. And the show starts right after this. Hey, it's Jesse Waters from Fox News Channel. Hope to see you at my Ag Night on November 2nd. It's going to be a night you will not want to miss. We're waking up to a new dawn in agriculture, a better way where farmers stop working the soil and start working with it. At Huma, our carbon-rich, humate-based products improve soil health and fertility, deliver nutrients more efficiently, and reduce crop input costs. Welcome to Humic Solutions with a Human Touch. Visit Huma.us to learn more. Pomelos in California are starting to be picked for Kings River Packing. It's a first season. A company is shipping the fruit, and the season will go from October through March. While pomelos have been available for some time, it is still a unique citrus item for consumers, even with its flavor being reminiscent of grapefruit. While grapefruit is a staple item, pomelos are still new for most consumers, giving retailers an opportunity to fill the growing demand for unique flavors and cuisine by adding pomelos to the category during their short season. That, according to Michelle Allo. Even though they've been available, consumers are still very much learning how to use them. And Kings River Packing recommends support programs to help familiarize customers from cutting it in stores so that people can see what it looks like or using digital content or signage and recipe ideas to help educate consumers. For the citrus grower, it also offers category opportunities. It seems like pomelos are flat year over year as far as growth, which if you compare it to grapefruit is doing pretty well, given grapefruit has struggled, according to Allo, noting that promotable volume will be available from November to February. Price per volume on grapefruit is about $1.47, whereas pomelos, it's $2.86. Pomelos is an item that Kings River Packing will also be introducing at this year's Global Produce and Floral Show, which runs October 19th through the 20th in Anaheim, California. The California sweet potato harvest got a late start to this harvest season. They're about two to three weeks late, and it's all weather-related, according to Laurel Miller of Quail H Farms. They had horrible weather during their hotbed planting in March and April with cold, wet, and windy weather, and that carried into the delayed planting for the 2023 crop in May and June. When it came time to harvest in July and August, it was really hot and windy, and they were a little concerned that their yields would suffer. However, as harvest has gotten underway, yields are good, and Miller says is also in the ballpark of where Quail H Farms needs it to be. Their yields overall are up probably 10 to 15 percent over last year, so things look positive for the 2023 crop, she says, noting that the sweet potato industry as a whole has largely cleaned up 2022's crop and is now shipping fresh crop sweet potatoes. Quail H Farms hopes to finish the harvest by the end of the month. As for demand, it's good too. And in fact, it's a bit stronger than demand this time last year. Thanksgiving is earlier, so they think people are starting a little bit of that already. People are getting ready for the holiday poll. Pricing is also up over last year, though Miller says it needs to be given that sweet potato growers and shippers have absorbed increasing growing costs over the last three to five years. Looking ahead, she thinks pricing will generally stay strong. California Assemblyman Devin Mathis is pleased to announce that 21 projects in the district, which is AD26, have been selected to receive funding through the California Department of Food and Agriculture's Dairy Digester Research and Development Program from the California Climate Investments, totaling $36,947,000. For information, you can log on to the California Department of Food and Agriculture website. There you will see a full list of the awardees in the district. 
Porchlight Community Services Incorporated, a local food pantry, was awarded $40,000 by the California Department of Food and Agriculture Farm to Fork Program to offer outreach and request for proposal application assistance to food donation programs seeking to expand access to fresh foods and perishables in San Diego County. Through its Healthy Refrigeration Grant Program, the CDFA F2F provides funding for energy-efficient refrigeration units and corner stores, small businesses, and food donation programs throughout the state to make California-grown produce, dairy meat, and other perishables available in low-income or low-access areas. The CDFA F2F plans to launch its RFP for applicants seeking refrigeration equipment in December of 2022. Porchlight will provide outreach, application, and technical assistance to help nonprofit organizations in the San Diego area apply for these grants. Porchlight Community Services has served San Diego families that struggle with food insecurity since 2016. Operating a client-choice supermarket-style pantry, Porchlight is committed to combating food insecurity while also reducing food waste, according to the organization. Salinas-based fresh berry producer Nature Ripe Farms has added a new line called Sweet Selections to its premium product portfolio. The line will feature Nature Ripe's proprietary berry varieties that have been bred and selected for their flavor and overall eating experience. The company and its grower owners have developed many premium products for the market in the past several years, including a quarter-sized Mighty Blues blueberries and Jumbo Mighty Reds strawberries, as well as newer varieties like Greenhouse Strawberries, Sweet Selections, Blackberries, and other products coming soon. Varieties under the new portfolio will be packaged in new clear labels and will be available in a range of packaging sizes depending on the berry. Nature Ripe will add strawberry, blueberry, blackberry, and raspberry varieties to the portfolio. Smart growers know sustainability means managing pests at the same time they manage other priorities in their fields, which is why smart growers know Certus Biologicals. For more than 20 years, Certus Biologicals has been the world's leader when it comes to biological pesticides, delivering proven solutions that keep operations sustainable and growing. Learn more at CertusBio.com. The almond industry has had its fair share of challenges in recent years, but things are on the up and up for the nut, many would argue. In a recent interview with the Almond Board of California, Dick Cunningham, a longtime almond grower and holer sheller, shared his journey and perspectives on the state of the almond industry. Something Cunningham said that stuck out is the increased barrier to entry for younger prospective almond growers. Seeing new blood in the almond industry today isn't as common as it used to be for various reasons. It's a lot harder because of the land prices now. And, you know, I mean, everything's more expensive. You know, when we bought that first tractor, it was probably $20,000, $25,000, the first new tractor we bought. Now they're you know, they push $100,000 for a, a tractor, uh, a new tractor, and then land is crazy. So, yeah, it's all hard. But, you know, if somebody's willing to work hard and you've got the right connections, you can make it work. On the other side of that coin is keeping established growers in the almond industry. With all the hardships many growers have endured in recent years, sometimes it's just not feasible to continue growing. Some found a way to stick it out and some got out. That's a tough decision to make. I never found the time when it was time to to get out, but there was plenty of times when it was time to hang on and, you know, not do anything crazy. Don't go buy new pickups, new tractors. Uh, Don't take that extra vacation or whatever. And, you know, keep your uh, 
keep your dollars close by and and uh, wait for an opportunity for things to get better. Cunningham is hopeful for the future of the almond industry, but said in the immediate term that the surplus of nuts needs to be solved in order to move forward. Until then, growers will continue to take the heat. You could say that things usually tend to work themselves out, but um, sometimes it's through a lot of difficult choices for people. And, you know, right now we have a surplus of product on the market. And, of course, the end users, the buyers, they all know it. And uh, so the only way to change that is to work through it. And, uh, yeah, to me, almonds are on sale right now. And anybody that wants to, that likes to use them, they need to be buying them because uh, it won't buy, be like this forever. But um, in the meantime, if you're a grower, you got to figure out how to get through it, right? And so uh, that's why, you know, we're at the Almond Alliance, we're diligent in working on anything that can affect or help getting rid of the surplus of almonds that we have right now. So uh, you just got to watch everything, you know, from uh, everybody shipping them to make sure that we can ship them. And, you know, things at the end of the market. The Almond Board has been great on market research, developing markets. So uh, it's going to take a while for things to work out. But, um, you know, we're growing a great product. It's healthy. It's nutritious. um, It's safe. So in the end, people love almonds. And so I say, eat all you want because we're going to make more. Special thanks to the Almond Board of California for letting us use this audio. For my ag life. I'm Taylor Jalstrom. Join us for an unforgettable evening with Jesse Waters, co-host of Fox News at the International Agri Center in Tulare, California. Tickets are extremely limited for this one night only experience and they will sell out. Hey, it's Jesse Waters from Fox News Channel. Hope to see you at my Ag Night on November 2nd. It's gonna be a night you will not wanna miss. Don't miss your only chance to see Jesse Waters here in the heart of California on November 2nd. Reserve your spot now at myaglife.com forward slash myagnite. USDA Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack criticized efforts in Congress to cut USDA's budget, adding he expects lawmakers will be forced to pass an extension of the current farm bill or face potential havoc for farmers. Vilsack and USDA Rural Development staff led an event in northeastern rural Iowa recently, along with giving his whiteboard talk about farm income and ways to help small and medium farmers. Vilsack heard from community leaders who rely on USDA Rural Development funding for wastewater treatment, rural electricity, broadband, housing, community buildings, revolving loans to small businesses, and other rural community needs such as childcare. The budget cuts are real, according to Vilsack, and he questioned how long it will take a new House Speaker to be selected, then get their feet on the ground and provide some direction for the chamber. The new House Speaker will have to figure out how to pass the USDA Food and Drug Administration funding bill that has failed multiple floor votes already in the past month, largely because of steep cuts in the bill. He says it too deeply cuts the Department of Agriculture and its just not workable. USDA now is operating under the short-term funding extension that Congress passed to keep the government operating through November 17th. Asked what the bigger concern is for him right now, the budget or the farm bill, Vilsack pointed to both the latest funding deadline for the government and the need for Congress to now consider an extension on farm bill programs. If Congress does not address the farm bill by December 31st, there is potential for complications. He said without a farm bill extension, farm policy reverts to permanent law going back to 1938 and 1949. In the dairy market, permanent law creates the dairy cliff 
meaning government milk prices would spike to more than 50, 70 per hundredweight, forcing USDA to essentially outbid any commercial price for dairy products, and it would cost taxpayers billions of dollars. One of the key issues that has stalled in the new farm bill involves reference prices for the agricultural risk coverage and price loss coverage programs. Raising reference prices even 10% across the board for commodities would cost a minimum of $20 billion over 10 years. Those dollars would have to come from somewhere else. An option, he said, is allowing USDA to use the Commodity Credit Corporation in creative ways. The CCC already pays for ARC and PLC programs, as well as the Conservation Reserve Program. He said the CCC is a tool that you can use to try to respond to challenges that you see within the Farm Bill. Yet among the provisions in the House Appropriations Bill for USDA is language that would essentially block Vilsack from using CCC funds for anything other than emergencies. He also reiterated the need to protect $19.5 billion from the Inflation Reduction Act directed to USDA conservation programs for efforts to sequester carbon and reduce greenhouse gas emissions in agriculture. A small group of domestic tomato producers is petitioned in the U.S. Department of Commerce to terminate a longstanding trade agreement between the United States and importers of fresh tomatoes from Mexico. The tomato suspension agreement, which has been in place in various forms since 1996, was most recently renegotiated in 2019 and ensures fair trade practices and a stable market for imports of fresh tomatoes from Mexico to the United States. Without the 2019 suspension agreement in place, Nature Sweet and countless other companies would face tariffs of more than 20% on the import of fresh tomatoes in the United States. A recent study authored by Dr. Tim Richards, chair of agribusiness at the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University, analyzed the potential effects if the suspension agreement were to end. The findings demonstrate how both consumers and grocery retailers in the United States would be greatly impacted. The study concludes that consumers can expect to pay prices for fresh tomatoes that average 50% higher than they do today, and grocery retailers would earn almost seven and a half billion dollars less in revenue. The Department of Commerce and its own compliance audits, including one that was published in a federal register on October 10th, has found zero consequential violations of the agreement by Mexican growers. As a testament to the importance of the 2019 suspension agreement, a group of more than 400 companies representing 32 states, including Nature Suite, are urging the U.S. Department of Commerce to preserve the 2019 suspension agreement and reach a resolution that allows economics on both sides of the border to continue thriving. USA recently helped milk producers facing various economic and weather challenges through its suite of dairy assistance programs. USA Ag News reporter Rod Bain. Dairy producers have had their share of challenges in recent years. That has led the Agriculture Department to introduce programs designed to mitigate losses to dairy growers. Recently, the Farm Service Agency conducted sign-up for a new weather-related loss program. The Milk Loss Program is a program that helps producers offset economic loss that they had who had no other choice but to dump their milk during disasters. According to Farm Service Agency Acting Deputy Administrator John Burge, It allows eligible dairy operations to get payments for the milk that was dumped without compensation from the commercial milk market due to a qualifying weather event. And this particular rule that we just adopted is for events in 2020. 2021 and 2022. And the definition of weather qualifying event under the Milk Loss Assistance Program? Some of the qualifying disasters that we would take into account for this include blizzards, wildfires, hurricanes, derechos, excessive heat, and winter storms, a few others as well. Organic dairy producers have also received two rounds of payments through a program known under the acronym ODMAP. 
The Organic Dairy Marketing Assistance Program was established to help mitigate the volatility and higher input costs and transportation costs of organic dairy. Looking at the payment breakdown. We put out payments back in August or so. We paid out about $15 million. And then the second payment that we've announced will give about an additional $5 million to producers in that part of the industry. Burge adds that ODMAP complements other dairy assistance programs, including USDA's flagship dairy margin coverage and its supplemental DMC option. He adds that producers that had DMC for the first seven months of 2023 receive program payments based on the trigger points for the income overfeed margin. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Demand for blueberries stayed high, but the supply of quality blueberries was at an all-time low after the Pacific Northwest harvest season ended in late summer. The anticipated volumes from South America did not arrive as expected to fill the gap. Reports revealed that this shortage was due to the adverse effects of the El Nino in Peru, bringing hotter temperatures which affected production volumes. This resulted in a dramatic 64% decline in exports of blueberries from Peru to the United States as compared to the corresponding period last year. Having used ripe lockers for season extension of its blueberries in the past, Washington blueberry grower Oasis Farms Incorporated benefited this year by being able to sell its entire supplies stored in a chambers to a high-end retailer searching for inventory to fill the shelves. Ripe lockers not only held blueberries in premium condition, but also helped to sustain and increase the grower's margins outside of the normal selling season, fetching a much higher price per pound. Though an unfortunate situation, the shortage of blueberries this year created a huge opportunity to demonstrate the value of of ripe lockers, patent post-harvest technology for growers to store and extend the season of quality fruit to provide inventory to retailers for longer periods. This is a win-win situation. They were able to season extend high-quality shipments, which greatly benefited the customer, them, and ultimately the consumer. The produce world is extremely dynamic and difficult to accurately predict. The supply chain needs every tool possible to adapt to a rapidly changing market environment. Ripe Locker is one of those tools, according to Brent and Roy president of Oasis Farms Incorporated. Ripe Locker Chambers offer a patent system to manage the atmospheric pressure, humidity, and gas composition within the chambers to extend the life of fresh produce and flowers. Based on the specific needs of each type of fresh produce or flower, it tailors operating parameters such as internal pressure, oxygen, and CO2 levels to optimize longevity and freshness. The system responds to changes in the storage or shipping environment, making automatic adjustments to prevent damage and reduce decay. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Nut Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. That's, that, it's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.